At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu/gradschool. Cool. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are now tuned into the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Uh, I got some really dope and talented producers with me this time around. I think this is going to be episode 26. Uh, praise God for that. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, before we go any further, I want y'all to introduce yourselves. Yo, yo, it's AG, um, producer from South Texas. I'm 27 years old, and I make beats. Yo, <laughs> and I'm a producer, and I'm a producer from San Antonio. 25 years old, and I've been with the All right, all right. Y'all heard it, ladies and gentlemen. We got two out of the three, t- uh, three kings. In this podcast episode, want to give a shout out to your your boy Santosh. My bad if I don't have the pronunciation right, but uh, shout outs to him. So uh, yeah, man. And, and if y'all can too, just run through your resume right quick. Like who have you been fortunate to work with? Uh, mm. You know, within you know making music and all that. Uh, mine's a mine's a sizable list. I'm, let me just try to remember real quick. Well, definitely Taylor Gray, um, Jonathan Baker most recently. Um, I've done stuff. I did. A, I had a track a while back with uh, on a mixtape with Dre Murray, um, and then I have some stuff. Well, I don't know if I should say. Well, it's been in the works for a while, but I have some stuff that's possibly still on the way with Tragic Hero, and um, yeah, uh, that's the only ones I can think of off the top of my head right now. <clears throat> but what about you, Iggy? Man, honestly, bro, like I really don't have a big resume. Um, if anything, I, I'm just at the, you know, at the early stages of my producing career. Um, what my focus recently been is uh, networking with different artists and networking with different producers as well. So there's stuff that I've submitted for different artists, um, but everything right now is pretty much just up in the air. Uh, I haven't gotten confirmation about anything, but uh, I mean, hopefully, God willing, something places on an album and we'll see where it goes from there. And maybe next time we talk, maybe I'll have a bigger resume for sure. We'll get it down. Yeah, I feel like just on the conversation alone that me and AG were having before we started this uh, podcast, like recording, you told me some crazy stuff about you, bro, in terms of like who you're networking with. And I was kind of like, what? And again, like I'm, I was already a fan listening to, to uh, the Three Kings uh, beat tape. So I was like, yo, these guys are crazy, crazy talented. So, yeah, man. So, on this episode, I kind of want to, you know, get away from all the, the technical stuff and really just talk about music. So, gentlemen, I want y'all to name me, if you can, your top five albums, all right, that have, like, in your opinion, the best 
like quality production and it can be any genre because music is music you know what i'm saying sometimes i i kind of get weirded out or geeked myself when i'll be watching like how premiere sampled this record and it doesn't even sound hip-hop but he made it hip-hop or you know i'll just dig a nice earth wind and fire record just off rip uh off the off the top of the you know just the musicality of it man so it doesn't matter what genre man but like what what are those albums you you can really put on any time be like man that's just mm. crazy um let me see let me see top five top five but that's tough yeah. uh, i know for one definitely they're not necessarily like hip-hop but um Magic Jordan, do you know who they are? Magic Jordan? Yeah, they're on. Um, hmm. I, I want to say I, I heard Drake's that or saw. Label. Yeah, I want to say I heard it. Heard of that guy. Or just they're more. They're more of somewhere. like a house, like pop R&B type duo. It's mm-hmm. it's a producer and a singer, and their their um, last album like inspired me a lot. I even went to one of their shows in Austin, and it was crazy. So yeah, definitely, definitely their album because I can still put that on and be inspired. Just, just the chord progressions and like the mixes, like the way it, uh, the whole body of work is, itself. And then another one will probably be. Oh, dang, that's a tough so, one. So that's that's uh, number five for you. Yeah. All right, so Maggie Jordan, the recent album. Uh, yo, Iggy. What's, what's, a, what's one you, you can put on It's like, man, the production on this is crazy? You know, it's kind of, I'm on the same boat, to be honest. Like, it's the, my, one of my favorite albums right now. And I think I'll listen to it for the next couple of years, to be honest. is uh, John Mayer, In Search for Everything. Uh, I think that album is just, like, timeless. I've always been a fan of John Mayer, but this album kind of, like, just did it for me where I could play the album from start to end and it doesn't have to be like you know skip any tracks sometimes I do it out of just like oh I want to listen to this one right now but it's mainly you know, I, I like to branch out too as well man, but that's definitely an album that I think that I'm listening to now and I'll, I'll probably listen to years years from now as well it's the timeless album mm. okay John Mayer is he like hip hop house uh rock yeah, more of like, yeah, like contemporary, like rock and stuff like that. Okay. Like soul music, like, he's, man, his songs are just amazing, just the way that they're written, and just the composition of it is crazy. So, bro, there's so much, there's so much good music, bro, it's hard to even, like, I can, I that, can That's just the conversation started, though. I can say, I can say my top five this year, like, because it's, it's hard to have an all-time, because it's, like, always changing for me, honestly. Oh, like true. this year, <laughs> this year it'd probably be that and like, like Jay Z's 4:44, definitely like the sample side inspired me. Like No ID is a genius, mm. still. Like you can see why he was Kanye's mentor. Like <clears throat> that, the production on that has been inspiring me. And then also like Eli, you know Eli. Uh, how do you say his last name, Iggy? Sostre or how do you say his last name? Yeah, his new his new album, uh, Sleepers for the Week. Even his last album, like his produce, he has like one producer he mainly works with, 
and man both those projects are fire too like i've been inspired a lot by those so yeah bro it's always changing though it's all like, good man it's all good it could be this year or all time it doesn't matter to me even like, like I'm just saying even, like yo top five what you got <laughs> yeah like off the top of my head like those those three for sure and then like definitely travis scott's birds in the trap like i remember when i first heard it like the production on that whole thing was just like super super dope and inspiring like it was just super creative at the time like nobody was really using like those lo-fi detuned sounds yet and now it's like everywhere and a lot of it is because of that album like inspired that sound <clears throat> so I, I thought that one was pretty dope too and, and definitely um kendrick the damn album i guess those would be like my five for this year maybe all right so some uh, of more life some more life oh okay yeah the drake album all right so out of out of those albums you were mentioning man like break down for each each and every one of those like the your most favorite part of like you know why the sound kind of captured you Ooh. and then i and then um, I'll, I'll get into iggy like with the john mayer one because iggy over there kind of quiet doesn't chime in he's just like yeah i'm just like talking you know what i'm saying like <laughs> um definitely the 444 like the sample aspect of it and then um eli just the vibes like just the emotion and like the chords and the the drums and the melodies and stuff and and birds in the trap definitely just like the drums like the drum patterns like the 808s and the bass lines those are those are just took a little bit from all those and you can just kind of hear where i've been influenced this year if you hear what i've been doing lately <clears throat> all right iggy the the john mayer record why what, what's the, the spot where you're like oh man i love this I think it was just uh, I, li I really enjoyed the vulnerability of album like there's different albums that do that for me like one of my favorite albums too that kind of um, resembles that vulnerability Full of Roses by Christian Grey Alright, so the vulnerability was that more so in the musical feel or like the lyrics? Because I don't, I don't know if you can get a, a, a vulnerable sound if you know what I'm saying. Like you can't listen to something and be like, hey, like that sounds vulnerable right there. <laughs> right, right. No, I think, I think to me, I've, I've always grown up listening to just the lyrics, and then, mm. the, and then the music adds to it. So I'm kind of backwards. I know a lot of people like the music because, like, when you ask somebody. Oh, what you like about that song? Oh, the beat was dope. You know, people pretty much just say like the beat was dope. But to me, I feel like I get inspired more from like the melody of the voice and the words that are being sang or spoken in the song mm -hmm. that inspires me to create what I create. Because one thing that people have usually told me is like you have a kind of like a dark sound, so it's kind of hard for me to like make a happy beat sometimes. <laughs> happy beat. <laughs> Like, 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 I don't know if you've heard of Kyle, um, super duper Kyle, who is like, who speaks from Cali, and he makes like super, like, happy songs, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, 
I, I like I want to do stuff like that, but I just can't identify with it. When I listen to like Good Rose, it's, it's kind of like not necessarily dark, but like the lyrics inspire the music. And it's like it's yeah, like more emotional. Right, mm. exactly. So I feel like the emotion in the words inspire the emotion in the musical aspect of it. But you're right. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's like a sound that says that that joint sounds so vulnerable. If you don't listen to if you take the lyrics out, the beat alone is probably not gonna sound like that. But mm. I think that does it for me. And um, <laughs> I think records like that inspire me to make the music that I make. <laughs> when he was saying like the vulnerability stuff and just talking about emotions, all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, because I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> like the Pharrell song or whatever. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man. But uh, I think, I think, um, one, I knew I had a lot on rotation on my Spotify. I'm going to have to say D'Angelo, uh, Black Messiah. Mm. Um, that came out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, either 2014 or 2015. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, man, I love like every single part of that record. Um, the, the singing by D'Angelo is, is like, it's so unique in a way where um, you have an individual who, who he sings like in a higher octave kind of realm and can still pull it off like it doesn't sound like you know it's uh killing your ears or anything like that um and he can still sound aggressive he can still sound uh soulful um so that that's number one in, in that way number two the instrumentation on that album man like dude I love how every single time, like, there's chord progressions and whatever instrument, like, there's crazy, like, uh, flamingo-like kind of Spain-like guitars. You got crazy soulful, like, bass lines. And they kind of, like, layer them in such a way where it's like you can hear two different notes and stuff. And then, like, although the drums may sound a little simple, like, on the entire record, uh, they're... They, they give like the whole composition justice and it's just enough where it doesn't sound boring mm. and what's it called the man I, w- I was so inspired by listening to what's that joint another life by d'angelo i think it's the it's the finishing track off the record man i heard that and i'm like yo i'm gonna make my next single off of that <laughs> hey. so i had i had that joint i came out with a while back with uh, Jared Sanders, Molly P, and uh, Apocalyptic uh, from Die Daily, and uh, man, I was just like, man, that 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 soulfulness out of that freaking too, man, it's just crazy. But so for me, D'Angelo, Black Messiah, that'd be number five for me. Uh, Iggy, you got another one? Yeah, hey. that, shout out to Die Daily. What up, Cadence? What up, uh, Apoc? What up, Sean C? What up? Uh, DJ DB 405 from Nami Siggy's on that. There's a lot of people I'm trying to remember. <laughs> the whole squad full of what, sorry? Jordans. Oh, yeah. I know they got a track. That's why I know they got a song like that. Yeah, the, isn't that the cypher? A squad is full of Jordans. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I just remember that. Yeah, yeah. When you said I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it's from whatever song. My bad. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out to them. What's it called? Uh, Iggy, what's what's another album, man? Number four. What would that be? 
if I had to pick, I think one of my favorite albums in general, and this is this this is across the board. Thing was the same uh, from Drake. Mm. That that I can revisit, really enjoy it. One point for the North. <laughs> One point for the North. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> no, I mean, y'all have the Mecca right now, man. I mean, AJ, we talk about this all the time. And it's like, I was telling it, bro, I mean, we was, that we were trying to get out there. Yeah, man, that would have been that would have been. Dope. I think I still want to visit. Yeah, well, for sure. Like, I mean, I just think that that's that's where the sound is coming from, and that's where it's been coming from. You know, I think that. Like well, I, I want to say this. I think the the singy rappy stuff that Drake was doing. New York had its modest western is doing its thing, but like the North is influencing every coast. You know, the South, the East, the West. Every spot you, you can hear the influence, and it all started with like a small group of people, and it's just. I feel like Drake created. It was like instrumental, yeah. There was chord progressions, but there was also samples, and then there's like trappy, you know. It was yes. a mix of it all. Um, yeah, it was one of his most like across the board good albums. I enjoy all his albums. It's one of my favorite. Mm. That's one of my favorites too. That one and uh, if you're reading this, it's too great. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like the. Yeah. I was gonna say the um, the singy rappiness stuff that he was doing, like I feel like that's always existed in some way or fashion within hip hop, right? Uh, I I just thought he put his own spin on it, but with that he created a sound, and like everybody is like, you know, taking bits and pieces from what he was he's doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy that that kind of shifted the whole sound in a big way, and like everybody's on that sound now. So yeah, man. I want to say boy wonder forty. Yeah, T minus Wonder Girl. Crazy producer. Yeah, man. But um, I want to say too. I, I I can't front, man. There was this one Drake song I really liked because of that Just Blaze beat. Uh, Lord knows. Woo! Oh yeah, that's a crazy joint. I love just that song. Just Blaze is one of my favorite producers, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's top ten for sure. He can make a case for top five if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. Yep. All right. Um, for me, another album I want to say, like, I, I feel that had crazy production. It's just stuff that was out there. Uh, I want to give a shout out to G Styles, who is now Gavi. And I want to take you back to like 2008 when they, uh, a group called Rayma Soul came out with Fingerprints. Shout out Gavi. Yeah, shout out to G Styles, now Gavi. Man, when when I heard Raymond Soul Fingerprints, man, it was like, what the heck is this? Y'all y'all ever heard something and had the nasty face but also kind of were like stunned? <laughs> I was like, man, I never heard hip hop drums sounds sound the way they sound on that record. Like it, it was just crazy because it, it came it looked it sounded like it came from like a miami like southern pop kind of like uh way or just place and then like well, that's where they're from are they from uh yeah florida yeah no i i think so there was that poppy 
yeah, there was that poppy, southern, um, Hispanic-like, Timbaland-like sound that was coming out of Gavi and what he was doing at that time. Um, Never Lay Low, still one of my favorite joints I like to, like, play. And then, like, uh, he also had, like, the gritty hip-hop with his own kind of spin on using synths and stuff. Like, Blow Your Whistle, like, that's a crazy song to me. I never heard nothing like that ever. So, and then just, just the drums and how he was kind of, like, I'm not saying it's like lo-fi, but just pitching them in a way where it just sounds so like deep and so low-end, like like doom, like it was just so crazy when I heard that. Uh, I think the the song I wanna I wanna talk about, or the song that I am talking about, sorry, is uh, Shorty's Lost or something like that. That that to me at that time was crazy. I mean, I think I definitely think Rima Soul. Um, like they paved the way for like a more pop sound in that aspect, you know, in this realm of the genre. Cause I was even like thinking about songs that they've made with people who like are now like in the spotlight, you know, like Social Club. Yeah. Like now, Jazzy Rocket, now Xavier Omar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like now Gavi like took that pop sound, developed it, and created his own art form to become an artist. But I think that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this is nuts, man. What's it called? Uh, I want to say also... Uh, this is where it kind of gets tricky. I don't know why I'm getting to like the all-time list. But I have like a, a toss-up between... I want to say... Um, it's hard to choose right. Yeah, I have a toss-up between Like Water for Chocolate by Common and mm. The Truth, The Faith. So that Common album is classic, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. that's one of the joints that first made me, like, start producing slash rapping. Oh, snap, you a rapper? What? <laughs> yeah, back in the day. I actually, I actually had a song, like, off of one of the instrumentals off that. Um... I forgot which song I did it over. I used to rap over all kinds of instrumentals before I started doing beats. This was like way, way back though. Like, Yo, I want to hear this though. <laughs> I don't even think I have it anymore. Honestly, ah. bro. It was just, like, <laughs> like long. I used to pass out CDs at Walmart. I used to work at Walmart pushing the cart. Uh-huh. And I, I used to like pass them out to people. My CD, all super whack. <laughs> I think that most producers actually, because even myself, I started, I didn't start just making beats alone. It was like, I'm trying to make songs. There was like, I think like mostly every producer at one point thought about becoming a rapper. Mm-hmm. And now you see it now too, like someone like Beam, who like used to be Kai Shane, you know what I mean? Like that dude like created a whole platform off of a producer. And now to like being on songs with like Andy Ford, like being on a song with Social Club, like created lane for himself you know there's mm. other people like 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 um uh what's his name man i'm i'm so mad right now because i'm forgetting his name he's a legend no, let me look him up this way who's like well just people like producers who create you know like albums you know and they put they put themselves to become an artist even though they might not sing a rap on the beat you know but they put their name on it yeah, yeah, what's it called? 
It's kind of weird how we make that transition, man. Um, what's it called? Uh, like I know, <laughs> Jada. He his name was like JC Soldier or something at one point. Jada <laughs> Jada Music. Oh, um, <coughs> what's it called? Shout out to him. But uh, yeah, man, that 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 Truth album and Water like Water for Chocolate. Like you heard, Jay Dilla. You heard. I want to say yeah, Premier was on there. DJ Premier. Um. I'm trying to remember like other dudes that were on the album. I just can't remember at, at the moment. And then uh, on the, the the Truth of Faith album, you had Nab, you had um, Double Dragon, you had if I'm not yeah DJ Official, rest in peace. Um, you had uh, True Life. Like this album came out in like '05, so. You had uh, Kevin Arthur, uh, and, and to me, like I, I personally, especially on the last song called "The Who's Team," you never—I don't think you heard in CHH a particular sound where it kind of went live. You had like live instrumentation into it, and it just captured like the Philly, the hip hop soul, in such a way where it's like, yo, like it's just messed really good, and, and just the drum break alone off of. Uh, Go the song go like how DJ official flipped that. Go, go. No, I love that song. Uh, which one? Cause I <laughs> the way the way that uh AG was was saying that I'm thinking you're talking about the B album from Common. I'm still thinking about Common. Yeah, that that's a dope song too though, the the B. But. Yeah man, yo Iggy, what what you got for another one or AG? What's what's like number three or number two? Mm. Man, I don't even. I mean, I could say anything, bro. I listen to so much. I feel like I overload on music. I listen to so much stuff. It's like that's why I had to do a top five this year because that's that's mainly what I've been listening to this year. Um, I don't know. Let me see. Also, Party Next Door. We're listening to a lot of parties. Bryson Tiller. Yo, which, which Bryson Tiller? I mean, both albums were dope production-wise, but definitely um, Trap Soul was more influential. I don't. I think he kind of fell flat with his latest one not in really? a bad way just just that like i i guess i just expected more from the wave the dude who created the wave i figured he would progress it instead of just he kind of sounded like the average dude who's trying to sound like bryson tiller on his new album if that makes sense you know you know i never thought of it that way because um like, you know i had the spotify thing going for a little bit and i was listening to Old, the old Bryson, I think it's Trap Soul, and then the next one was uh, what's the latest True one? It came out, yeah. True. And True to there, there is a this, this a clear distinction. I didn't know it was the same guy. I thought he went with other people on the next one. But I and and when you said when you just said like he actually sounds like the next dude trying to just do trap beats or whatever and sounds kind of flat and I'm like yo when you when you put it that way I feel like yeah he, it didn't come through as it. Should have. 
It didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it did, I felt like it didn't progress. Which there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I feel I think he just had one of those Fifty Cent situations where it's like his first album was so big and influential that like everything he does after that is gonna kind of seem not as big if it doesn't you know do the same if it doesn't have the same effect. Which is why I think he should have just gone in like a completely new direction because if he tries to come with the same sound. None of it's gonna in the in the listener's mind it's not gonna match up to what he did before. Which is why I feel like I mean to go off course, which is why I feel like Kanye's always been so um successful in his albums, because if you think about it, he's always had like a different sound, like every album. Mm, like, I, I would like say did, go ahead. the first two, they were very similar in sound, but you could tell he was just he hadn't stopped working like some of like college dropout sessions were ending up on late registration but like after that like definitely graduation like when he was working with Daft Punk and like all that and then 808s and Heartbreak like completely different auto tune singing like pianos and live violins and then you go and then he was trying to go back to his roots but it was a little bit more harder on Dark Twisted Fantasy like you know darker tones and darker samples and then you know he's just always switching it up to me he's like super innovative like he's one of the reasons they even started making music to be honest like 808s and heartbreak is one of my favorite albums of all time <clears throat> that's yeah i wanted to say like um i felt like kanye's first three or excuse me first two you can arguably arguably make the case like i felt like there's a steps in progression where okay there's a there's a there's still a soul sound but it got better yeah uh on the third one like you still had that but then you could tell he was branching off and doing other things that worked as well so like his first three i feel like are like a little bit of a small family in itself of his whole discography because then after that like he just kept reinventing himself you heard him on 808s and heartbreaks and then uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and then uh he did like even, the wash of throne things throne. yeah with, with um my dark twisted fantasy because you can always tell there's like he has similar sounds and like the same amount of time he was creating those two which was the same year i believe so they have like similar sounds even um jesus which that's probably like my least favorite of all his albums but even that was like a distinct reinvention because it was like super dark super super distorted and like aggressive but it made it work like uh i feel like on, i feel like on that album the fan base was either one or the other side either they loved it or they hit it <laughs> Yeah, but it's the same thing with 808s and Heartbreak. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people love it. But For real? I thought way, the general it, consensus was like, yo, everybody at least gives it a thumbs up. No, nah, I've, I've heard a lot of people say they don't like him singing too much. He's he doesn't even sound like he can sing. I've heard I've heard that, especially when it first came out. Like nobody was calling it a classic when it first came out. I was always I was like showing it mad love. People were like, we miss soul Kanye. <laughs> they still miss Soul Kanye, and I, I don't yeah, think a, a return to Soul yeah. Kanye is and that I bad. Like, I feel like it's the same thing that happened with uh, 
Drake when he made views, like people didn't like him singing and doing like those dance hall tracks, but it's like, fam, like he's gotta switch it up sometime. That's probably what he's always wanted to do. But you gotta give the people what you what they want before you can start making the music you wanna make. That's true. That's true. Alright, so Iggy man. <laughs> Is he there or did he did he just disappear? What happened, man? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. Let me see Yo, Iggy. You, you there, man? Uh-oh. I think we lost him. Mic check one, two. Calling Iggy. You there, man? Yeah, I want to say it did. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, meanwhile, as I will attempt to invite him back in, what's it called? One album I cannot. This is like an album that has to be mentioned among, like, you know, if you're talking about like, be like best producer. I want to say either Dr. Dre's The Chronic or 2001. You there, Iggy? Hey. Oh, you back, you back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yo, Iggy. Thank you. Thank you for bearing fruit. <laughs> bearing fruit. <laughs> nah, so I did get to listen to y'all's conversation, and I, and I totally agree on both sides. I think, I think so. Uh, I think his his. His uh, albums of the collective, um, you could definitely separate them because they each had its own time. You know, and you could definitely see where he was coming from, from like graduation, you know, experimenting with synths a little bit more, like a pop, and then going to like um, 808s and Heartbreaks, it's kind of like he lost his mom, you know, like you could see where he was coming from. So I definitely, that's one of my favorite albums too, 808. As of recently, that kind of was reminiscent of, of like that era of music where like he dropped Graduation um, was because of the internet by Childish Gambino. Yo, yo, Childish, I want to just say, man, Childish Gambino is one of those dudes, man, that has like really no fear musically. Like this dude, like I, there was this one track, my buddy, shout out to my man uh, Mello from my hometown. He was showing me some Childish Gambino stuff. I'm like, this is Childish Gambino? I thought he was a rapper. Like, it's off the, the latest record where you have that face in the, on the cover. I forgot what it was called. But it literally was like three songs into one. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but I was just like, what? But yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Childish Gambino, because of the internet. I, I totally agree, man. Like, this, this guy, like, has gotten to a point... And I agree, like, he's not scared to experiment musically. Um, I think that song, I don't know if it's the same one, um, but he dropped that single, which was called Redbone. Oh, that's the one. Yep, yep. I think that's the one. Yep. sound like him. But um, I think I think he touched base on that because the internet is where he started experimenting, too. Because I remember, I remember I listened to his first album, Campfire. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his first album, but I think it's one of the most slept-on projects. Um, I think it dropped in like in 13 or 2012. 
though when he dropped that album and then I heard because of the internet and then I heard him sing on Jimmy Kimmel live I was like this boy can sing you know what I mean like it wasn't just like, hey. he doesn't just like rap and say dope you know punch lines or whatever you want to call them because he definitely has those lines where he's like okay cool but like this boy was singing live on Jimmy Kimmel and I was just like man this boy can sing you know yeah like people can but like quote unquote sing because like I was watching an interview not to get off track but I was watching an interview with Charlie Cruz he was saying oh we all use that I've heard Charlie Cruz with no disrespect. Dude did not sing that well. <laughs> I was like, this is different, you know? It's mm-hmm. different talent and skill. And I feel like talent sometimes still might have it, but you have to develop it into a skill. You know, and I feel like Charlie's gonna be born with that skill, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see in music. Sadly, I heard that he's doing one more album and he's done with music, which I feel like he had a short span of music, and I wish that he continued to do more. Because I feel like he could be like a, like a, a very iconic artist, but I know that he's venturing out to different fields. But anyways, because of the internet, it's one of my favorite albums as well. That album, Childish I was, I was going to say, man, uh, going back to the singing thing, I feel like there's certain individuals that have a voice and then unfortunately with technology what what that has created is like you know you got artists using like pitch correction and melodyne and auto-tune and, and sadly they make a career off of that and like real singing yeah <laughs> real singing isn't that that you know sought out for maybe i don't know i could be yeah, like maybe I'm wrong for saying that. I don't know, but like it's just not like how it was before, where you had a clear distinction where you can tell a dude can sing or a person can sing. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. And um, what's it called? Yeah, like you're you're right, Iggy. When 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 I heard the Redbone song, I was like, what in the? I was stunned by just the musicality of it, but also knowing it's the same guy that rapped. And the same guy that was on Community, like, <laughs> it's the same dude. Kind of hard to get people to take you serious, especially like venturing into this. A lot of people would call him soft. A lot, a lot of people wouldn't like him because he's dissing other rappers. But nonetheless, I feel like he's fine to a point musically. thing is i feel like Chandler gambino is in a space for because he's so fearless like you know and him being so authentic to himself like i feel like he can go down as one of those artists like yo like you come here you could come out here and rap you can also come out and be some you know soul singer and, and you can still have like either way either you know way you're swinging like like you can maintain your relevancy you can still sell records and all that 
you know what I'm saying? But it, and I didn't know he was actually just working on one more thing, and then that's it. I thought I thought for a minute you were talking about Logic, because <laughs> apparently yeah, I heard, too, yeah, I heard Logic that you know he was he's a it's, it's similar kind of situation. Like he's an up and coming artist. He's really young. All of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm doing more one more album. That's it. I still feel like he barely dropped. Yeah, yeah, man. When I first met Iggy, he was the first person who ever like put me onto Logic and that was just like mixtape days. Like he hadn't even dropped an album yet. And now he's like talking about being done. I'm like, bruh, you only been in you've only been dropping albums for like two or three years. Like what the heck? Yeah. So from Kanye to these two youngins and artists, yeah. Um, when when you came back, what's it called, the Iggy? I was uh, naming. I, I don't know if I was going to like number two or number three, but I was either saying Dr. Dre's The Chronic or 2001. You said you were 25, right? You 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 did that too? <laughs> That's crazy, man. I thought I was the only one that of that last generation that did that because like a lot of these 20 year olds, I'm talking about people that are in 20s now. They grew up with the internet and downloading, and, you know, iPods and all that. I thought there was a small little generation that still did that the tape deck stuff. Bro, I'm not that old. I did that too. That's crazy, man. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> nah, I'll tell you. I even more like 
because like my my dad is a pastor, so I, my parents were a little bit strict growing up. So like I used to have this radio in my room, and I when everyone would fall asleep, you remember how uh, back in the day like DJs used to do like live sets at night, like at the clubs, like they'd be scratching and like mixing beats mm. and stuff, mm-hmm. like and they would they would let the instrumental like loop for like thirty seconds or something, like before I even thought about I before I even knew I would be a music producer I was like seven I used to stay up late throw on the headphones and like put in the cassette and like record like the DJ scratching and like playing the instrumentals and I would just listen to that back like over and over that's crazy man so my bad my bad for thinking about that but like I was just saying because again there's like whole I want to say I want to say if you were born from like 91 to 93 I think after that you kind of lost that you know what I mean? Like, if you were born in, like, 95, yeah. <laughs> I want to say after 95, you're like, nah, you, you, don't, you don't know about no tape, tape decks or, like, you know, video cassettes, VCRs, and stuff like that. You don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. It immediately just took me back when, like, I used to get, like, the double cassette stereo listen to the radio and I would just record I would make my own legit own mixtapes like record <laughs> like a Fat Joe song and then a Will Smith song and stuff like that hey, back. <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> that's the what I was recording with uh, Ashanti Ashanti Terror Squad Classic. yeah man what's it called uh who? Outcast, you say? Oh, not, see, now you didn't start something, man. I just said Dr. Dre 2001 or Chronic Night. You actually got to put Stan Coney up in there. Or just an a, a, a Outcast album. Because well. they've always had quality music, man. Like, it's hard. Pick any Outcast album. It's like, okay, you're in there. <laughs> But yeah, Dr. Dre's 2001 of the Chronic. I, I think, like, first of all, I would actually want to go with the Chronic more than 2001. Because I feel like the first one hit more, and, like, there was a certain level of engineering on that album. That's why this is too hard, bro. Like, I know. <laughs> but that's why there's plenty of room for conversation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, there's so many good albums out there, like, from so many artists. Mm. There's a lot of those nowadays. Yo, say that again. I can barely hear you. My bad. Now I was saying that there's a good music album that I think is really good But I probably can't Yeah, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say, there's certain albums that have that advantage that they hit a nostalgia part, but then even now, like, sometimes things, because there's so much music coming out, and the way we consume music is so different from what it was before, that there's so much music, man, some things can get lost in the shuffle. Like, 
you guys just said not too long ago that um, I forgot who we're talking about, but that you felt like that album was slept on. You know what I'm saying? Like ever since you know we had MP3s coming in and then streaming and all that, like it just it just got crazy. You know, so Soul, Soul Trap Volume Two was slept on. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> I was rocking to that one, man. I still do. I still do. Hey, the 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 one beat the staying up talking all night like that beat oh my god man that beat's crazy that was uh well i don't want to do it we, we all had a hand in it <clears throat> no i would assume so i mean it's called three kings uh soul trap yeah, you know yeah man i need a third one bro because legit yeah man legit I'm, I'm listening as a fan but also as a, as a student for real hey for real like that that's real talk man we tried to we tried to be as innovative as possible and just like make it to where like as a listener you can you can hear it and not feel like it's just a, a loop over and over and it's like yeah a, a rapper yep. was supposed to be right here not nah, like we wanted it to be like have a lot of like different breaks and switch ups and stuff like that and transitions or even like even like to the point where like i feel like it, i guess it, it took me a while to realize how influential like tapes are and how we can create our own lane for that only mm. because of the fact that people were making videos yeah bro i didn't we we still get like people that'll email us like that they made a song to it and like thank you for making this and putting it out and it's just like yeah that's crazy, true bro. that's true not not Our too long ago said, yeah. yeah yeah not too long ago i saw like on instagram somebody <laughs> i want to say somebody stole your beat to make a song but you know your, your name still had yeah, bro. relevancy well, then people, you know what i mean so it's like people that, there's a few people that tried to take some of it and like put it up on itunes and all that stuff which wasn't known <laughs> which we which we said was a no-no because first of all they didn't they didn't clear those samples like those aren't cleared samples so they can get in trouble for that and yep so i mean they didn't we're not getting no publishing off of that we're not getting paid for that so they're gonna be the ones that gonna have to deal with it not us yep that's um, true so yeah, they gonna have to deal with the that. sample police yep <laughs> but yo that there's this other beat i want to say it's the one with juice bangers in it it has yeah, that crazy I want to say it's that it's that one beat where it had like a screaming sample like do do will hey dun 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 that was actually bro I'm like to be a thousand percent honest that was like one of the last ones I just threw on there that was like actually a battle beat that I had created that I was going to use for something but I ended up using it that was like the last thing I put on there yeah, that be that. That and the second track. You see what I'm trying to say? Y'all gonna come out with this Soul Trap Three, man? Come on, man. Let's go. I need that. And I know, I know, other people gotta be listening to to it too, man. I need that, man. I need that Soul Trap Three. Gotta complete the trilogy. Yeah, man. Worked on that album though with us, man. Shout out Juice. Hey. Uh, man. Shout out. Shout out. Bree uh, K. Yeah, Dre knows. You know, yo, for real, like, I, I want to say 
it was cool to see you you guys collab with other people to make you know those beats and i actually want to say like yo shout out to them brie k and and is it just brie k the, the girl that produces because i know she has a, a sister she produces, she produces um everything herself but she also like things too okay because i don't know why i was thinking like the the two girls actually produced it was just the one oh, okay yeah but yeah the yeah, but I was I was thinking about getting in touch with her one day. I was like, yo, like this girl though, man, she got skill. But um, yeah, man, like that. That's, again, you see what, what I'm trying to tell y'all? Come on, man, yo, Santosh, if you listening, man, you gotta get with your boys again to drop that Soul Trap Three, man. Come on now. Hey, Santosh is mad busy. He's mad busy, bro. He's got school. That's why we. That's why we wanted to hit up Toronto so we could be like, bro, we show up in person and be like, we right here, bro. Let's work. Yo, I will give you a ride personally, man. I'm two hours away. Let <laughs> me just hop in the whip and it's like, I, right, I'm here with my, my fellas, my compadres. Yo, Santos, where you at, man? For real though, we're long overdue. Like, all three of us, like, vibing in person. We still have yet to meet Santos in person. Like that'd be super dope to do that one day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's it's really good to get out there, man. Just network and actually meet people and be there. You know what I'm saying? Like what? <laughs> Yo, Iggy. I only met Ag for like two seconds. I shook the man's hand and then the dude disappeared on me. Like, <laughs> and I, at this year's South by South, yeah, South by Southwest. He came to him, was like, Yo, Ag, and then he. He might be, he might be, cause like I was like, yo, where you going? I, I wasn't even supposed to be there this year, Hey, I I know. Tbh, <laughs> lol. Anyway, um, I know we're trying to do it again the, this upcoming year, man. So hopefully, you know, if, well, I know yeah, you're in the Texas area. We definitely gonna plan to try to go. We've gone the last three years, so it's like, why not? Last year. I, I mean, this year we didn't. I didn't think I was gonna get to make it. So like, us being there was literally like a last-minute thing. Like the day before, mm. um, my friend Marco from Corpus. That we Marco. just we yeah, Marco's day one supporter. We, it was kind of like a last-minute thing. I hit up Iggy. He happened to be free. We just all met in Austin and just hung out that whole day. Yeah, we caught a couple of things and it was dope. Yeah, man, if, y- if y'all, what's it called, looking to, uh, you know, going to the next uh, show- showcase producer conference, man, y'all should definitely show up hey. and show some love. Hey. That'd be dope, man. We, All right, we, so. I went, yeah, we went this year, right? I know so, you so, did. Yeah, yeah, me and Marv did it. Yeah, I remember Marv, Marv shouting you guys out on the first year. Uh, he did it where I think that's the one where you were, you guys were like at an eye standard thing. Yeah, without yeah. that second. Yeah, yeah. But it's all yep. good. Later that year we won. Hey. Da, 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 da. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fellas, one last album. What you got? <laughs> You'll be like Soul Trap 2. <laughs> <laughs> you would say you would say soul trap one heck yeah man because i feel like that's what we like we linked up for sure. like okay. 
Okay. Started. I just started. One, just hold the place you know, in my heart, because I feel like that's when we first came. Like we didn't really know much about each other. Like in that aspect, I think me and you had been linking up a little bit for ten times. We were like, yo, we need one more person. And I remember we were like, we were literally scouting for like the next like big thing. Like sure enough, you know, Santosh came brought this element. So like when we when, when you hear so you can hear the progression like the soul trap one and soul trap two but one just like I don't know just the vibe in it. Hey. I wanna I wanna say the the beat I like a lot for soul trap one is the one that's like um I want <laughs> I wanna play it for my phone but like I don't know which one it is it's the one it it has this vocal sample where it's like ooh and then. It, Man, I can't even describe it, man. I'm sorry, but there's this there's this particular one on the first one I really like a lot. Which one? Oh, the outro, the Stevie Wonder sample. Nah, I don't I don't think it's that one. Let, let me see if I can. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite samples ever. Hope, the hope beat. Oh, I just played a little bit on my phone right now. Okay, AG, last one to mention. That's Alan, man. What you got? From this year, I can only go with this year. Otherwise, I can talk for days. <laughs> Which one do you think I'm going to say, bro? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. But see, there's so many, bro. Even, I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say her. Volume one and two, they were both dope. They were one because I feel like, kinda like, I think she's a great artist. But I definitely think that she's an outfit, of her album. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like she's got Bro, the, the production on Scissors was like super crazy though. I have to admit that. I really, I really enjoyed it. I still jam it. There's so many, so much good music has dropped this year. I feel like last year, I don't know what happened last year. Last year was kind of weak. <laughs> Well, I know the most hyped was Kanye's Pablo. Oh yeah. Yeah, but other than that, like nothing oh, else really dropped. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Can't forget Chance. How how we forgot Chance? Oh. <laughs> I'm actually gonna try to put that in there. <laughs> Do it, bro. Um, what's it called? Nah, just jokes. Um, so I actually haven't had the chance to check out the Scissor album. I know people were like going crazy about it, and I was like, yo, I should check that out. Uh, but I will soon. Now. For me personally, I have a toss-up between uh, Erica ba- Erica Badu's uh, the second album, 
the mama's gun i have that one in uh, i have a toss-up what's that I, don't know. I just had it in my head Nah, nah, I wasn't thinking of Outcast. I was thinking of something else. You better get up, get out, and get something. Uh, yeah, I forgot the other one, but yeah, I would have to go with Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. Just the way Jay Dilla flipped the. Didn't you know? Bro, shout out Jay Dilla. Rest in peace or in beats. That's jokes. That's jokes. But yeah, man, just man, I, I you heard Erica coming like in nine seven. I want to say with the Baduism album, right? And you know, just the impact and stuff that did moving forward. You know what I'm saying? And then Mama's Gum comes out, and it's just another level of it. What'd you say? Sorry. What What do y'all think about that? Uh, that uh, Erica Badu song, "That Love of My Life," with Common. Is that a, a recent song or one from? Ah, this is from like I, I think it's like early 2000, maybe like 2001, 2002. I'd have to go back in here. Yeah, I'd have to go back, man. You know it's wild though? Um, did y'all know, fact, did y'all know that Miss Jackson by Outkast was about Erica Badu? Yep. It was about her and whatever baby mama drama that apparently uh, Big Boy was going through. Yep. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, their son, I think. Yeah. I think their son is like named Sirius Seven or something like that. If I'm not, mistaken. I'm not. Yo, I'm not kidding. If you were to Google that up, man, it act, his name's actually Sirius Serious. I'm serious. I'm serious too. Like I, I, I don't. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. Or Seven Serious. I don't know. But yeah, no, I knew that. Yep. I actually the other day. Cause I personally love watching like uh, musical documentaries or just documentaries in general. So I was watching the either VH1 or something about Outkast, and that's when they said, "Yo, Miss Jackson was about you know the baby mama drama or whatever kind of relationship thing they were going through." So, yeah. Did you see? Have you seen that new uh, music documentary on HBO, the Defiant one? No, I want to though. Like, I want to so stuff. bad. I want to so bad. I only saw like little snippets of it on YouTube. I'm like, I want to watch it. Like, yo, in Canada, man, a lot of times, like, the stuff we get over here is like old because y'all get it first and we have to wait, I don't know, whatever year later. Like, I remember when the Organized Noise uh, uh, documentary came out, y'all had it and that was like waiting for forever before it came out on Netflix over here in the North, man. So I was like, finally. I heard y'all's Netflix is fire though. Like y'all have way better movies than us. Really? It's like <laughs> the movies we have over here is like trash, bro. Like Are you serious? Cuz I heard y'all I heard y'all have like The Dark Knight and like like super dope movies. We just have like what we got? We got like Forrest Gump. I'm like, bro, I don't like you. It's on TV all the time. Forrest Gump. I mean, Forrest Gump is dope, but it's like 
I can see that on TV anytime. Like, give me something I can't see. You know what I mean? Yeah, I no, know. you're right. That's, you're that's right. just what I've heard. Like, y'all Point for in the North again. Like, y'all have the Star Wars movies, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I saw Bro, it when I was watching whatever. We don't have any. We just have one. We have the Rogue One. The one that nobody wants. I'm like, fam. Give Yo. Me, give me the trilogy, bro. That's all I want to watch. Yo, honestly, I- I'll be honest to say this. I never watched a Star Wars movie ever. Bro, I'm going to have to end this call right now. I'm crazy. <laughs> all right, so the show lab episode is... <laughs> no, I don't know. For whatever reason, man, I bro, just never got around watching it. I, I already have my tickets for The Last Jedi. I'm not even kidding. I bought them last week. Wild it? Nah, man. I, just, I don't know why, man. It's like it's like I I put that movie where like the Lord of the Rings is, and I haven't watched the whole trilogy like of that Lord one of either. The Rings either bro. No, again, it's just not a thing. I haven't. What's the that? Hobbit, the Hobbit trilogy was. I was kind of but the Lord of the Rings is fire, bro. Like, no, I was gonna say like I just haven't gotten around to watching it for whatever reason, man. Yo, it's that, not. It's not a Bible thing where. Yo, Iggy just came out of nowhere to talking about you know him just, being a preacher. Yeah. My bad, man. My bad. Pray for, pray for me, fam. Hey, hashtag. <laughs> Praise up for the. Now nah, I was saying that H you wildin', bro. You wildin' cause of the. Oh, the tickets. Yeah, bro. Hey, my bad. Nah. Well, cause I know, cause the way it is down here, we basically have like one dope theater in Corpus. So it's like if you don't get, especially a movie like that, if you don't get your tickets early, like you ain't gonna get tickets for like a week. So it's like, you gotta get them or you gotta wait. And I ain't trying to see spoilers on Twitter. I ain't trying to have anyone ruin the movie for me. So I'm I, th- I think I think movies are the only kind of media outlet or just medium where uh, there's still an excitement where you actually go somewhere and experience it. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, like, then and like, there. Nah. Nah, I feel like because because everything is so quick and instant now, there was a thrill you used to get when you bought, you know, a CD. And that's the only, yeah, and that's the only way you could get. You know, with movies, at least you still have that little time before anybody knows anything when you watch it for the first time or whatever. Right. You know, like now albums are leaked and stuff. So not well, it's not as often anymore. I remember I heard nothing Nothing was the same like a week before everyone else. There you go. <laughs> hey, did he send you the exclusive or what, bro? He did, man. And, and it was weird. I had to hear the, I had to hear it the whole way through because it was like one 45-minute track. Like, there was no breakups. So, like, I was forced to, like, experience the whole thing, which is dope because it's, it's a really dope album to just sit and soak in anyway. Bro, so serious. I remember I heard it through, like, 20,000 times. Forever, bro. Hey, remember? Yeah, I'll say, I think I'll say no more. <laughs> the saga continues. Thing is, my man, um, 
So, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I'd be remiss if I didn't. Marvelous Bricks 4. I don't know at the time when this uh, podcast is going to be dropping, but Marvelous Bricks 4 by my man Marvel More Beats is out. So, y'all should go cop that. Um, but anyways, I was messing around with his um, uh, his uh, sound pack or drum kit or whatever. And, like, I just immediately felt this sort of, like, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang vibe. Like, I wish I could just play it live or whatever, but I don't think it would sound and everything I have hooked up uh, will make it legit. But, like, it's funny how you mentioned Wu-Tang. It's like, yo, I was just making something that's Wu-Tang-ish. <laughs> Put on the podcast, bro. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. But, uh, <clears throat> gentlemen. You can edit me that out. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't edit stuff, man, like that. Everything's raw and real. Everything's no raw sense. and real. So what you think of the new Lecrae album? <laughs> Yo, honestly, I haven't checked for Lecrae in a minute. I think the last thing I, I bought or enjoyed was uh, Church Close 3. I, I wasn't, I was, I'm not... <laughs> I, I'm not checking like the one for the one with six like I used to, man. What's it called? Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all coming on the show, coming on the podcast, and just talking about music, man. Uh, appreciate y'all just taking the times out of your day. I know Iggy's a, uh, excuse me, I know AG. Uh, not only is a busy man, but like when you get a family involved, you know, you gotta take care of your priorities in that sense. So I appreciate you just separating the time. Um, and uh, Iggy, man, I appreciate you coming along, man. When uh, AG told me you wanted to be a part of it, I was like, word, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yo, Iggy, you there, man? Look like your mic is on mute. <laughs> yeah, man. Did you hear what I said or not? Yeah, I did, man. I don't oh, okay. <laughs> I'm tripping over here. Nah, man, I was just saying, and I was going like, I was like spilling my heart out when I was on mute. <laughs> just played yourself. Yep. I really appreciate you, Omar, for real, man. Like, having this on here, man, and just sharing like our thoughts and. Know, what, what we've been listening to like i think that's dope man keep doing what you're doing man and i we appreciate you man for real having us on your yes, for a chance to just talk with you man all right man so uh gentlemen man before y'all go man i need you to drop your socials your social media you know links to wherever man so if you are on instagram facebook or ig man let the people know and uh if you got any shout outs man let them know too yo first off shout out my boy iggy Shout out Santa, shout out, <laughs> shout out everybody that got me on this podcast. Um, my Twitter and Instagram are the exact same. It's at ITS underscore A underscore G. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, be looking out for that uh, Soul Trap volume 3, 4, 5, yeah. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Sound like LeBron James here. <laughs> not five, not six, not South seven. Beach, uh, South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> South Beach, man. 
Nah, man, my, my nah, socials man. is just, uh, Ziggy Music with K, and that's just Twitter. My, my, uh, Instagram name is Ziggy Music, so, y'all need to check me up on, y'all need to check me up on Twitter first, and then y'all can probably follow my, my Instagram. Yeah, isn't it, wait, isn't it Nacho or something like that? <laughs> yeah, let me look it up right quick. It's like, it's, it's Nacho Cheese or something. <laughs> let me see if I can, it's... I'm trying to be like Drake, Champagne Poppy. Man, Nacho Cheese. Nacho Cheese. Yeah, let him know, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up, man. I know I, I'm following you up in, in on the IG land. It's like it's nacho, but I don't know how you spell it. She's <laughs> all one word with like seven e's, something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, bro, that's exactly what it. Is. No, on the real though, like fun fact before we we, we drop this, man. The reason why I put myself nacho cheese is because the guy who invented nachos, his name was Ignacio, and that's my real name. I just dropped my government name, but uh. Uh-oh, that's they why. Find you. There's a history, bro. There's a history. Shout out Fun to fact of the day. There's meaning behind everything, bro. Layers on layers on layers. For real, layers bro. on layers on layers. Like the hidden... Don't believe the hype. Trap Volume 3. <laughs> the hidden meaning is... It's Subliminals, bro. Subliminals. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta give the people what they want. Up, bro. Santa's where you at, fam. Hey yo, I I don't even know you like that Santos, but I'm I'm calling you out too, man. What's up? Where that Soul Trap three at, man? You gotta get with your boys and start making that fire, man. And I need y'all to actually come out there as a group and produce too, man. Like really, y'all like track masters or organized noise, man? For real, like I need y'all out here. We've already kind of been thinking about something like that, like producing something. Well, I don't want to give I don't want to give nothing away, but. Hey, We've been thinking about out, something man. like that. Be on the lookout. Just, just know that when it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. How <laughs> <laughs> you? Bundle up. Man, that was so callous. Spam Santos, man. Spam callers. Tell them where's, where's Soul Trap Volume Three? Where's Soul Trap Volume Three? Where in the world is Soul Trap Three? be like the culture music <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen if y'all were tuning in listening to this man i appreciate y'all shout out to my man mar for more beats i've been uh burning at texas what up though the big homie the boss uh shout out to producerville shout out to everybody who may uh be listening to this man you have been listening to the show lab producer podcast featuring uh, two-thirds of the three kings that's iggy and ag and this is your boy omar lewis man we out peace <laughs>